Shalom, everyone. Good afternoon. Today, I'm going to share a topic about uh, beyond a yes. All right? So, many times in our life, when we ask for something, um, the other counterpart will say yes or no. But I want to tell you today that when we seek God and when we ask God, he will answer us beyond just a yes. The Bible says that God gives us not what we have seen with our eyes. We haven't heard with our ears, right? Not even revealed in our heart. That's what God provides for his people. So today, I want to start by sharing a story. Um, some of you might already know this. Um, there is this father and son. His son's name is Rick Hoyt, and his father's name is Dick Hoyt. Now, Rick was born with a disabilities. So near to his birth, he had oxygen deprivation. It means his lack of oxygen that damaged his brain and that caused him unable to control his muscles. And because of that, he was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. The doctor said there's no hope for his future. Um, you just take care of him you know, uh, throughout his life. But his father and his mother didn't give up. So they tried very, very hard to make Rick enter into the public school. And they managed to let Rick enter the public school by the age of 13, all right? And since then, Rick um, was able to follow um, the education of the public school. Till then, he actually went to Boston University. We know Boston University is one of the very well-known university, and he graduated with a degree, right? By the age of 15, when he was in high school, he requested something to his dad that his father had never thought about before. So Rick said that, Dad, could you please bring me for a running race? I want to show the world that no matter your disability, we can always do something. Amen. Amen. So then his dad was very confused back then because he was not a runner. He didn't practice himself to run. But because he loves his son, he made sacrifice. He started to exercise day, every day, throughout that very simple race. And on that particular day, his dad went a race with his son. So his dad basically hold the wheelchair, a special wheelchair, and he ran he ran actually um, together with his son, and he managed to finish the race. At the end of the race, Rick said to his father, Dad, when I'm running, I, it feels like I'm not handicapped. It feels like I'm a free man. That was the turning point of his father. He said that, I am Rick's father, and I want to make sure that Rick has a better life. So he started to exercise even more, exercise even more. And he started to join marathon. 
right? And he started to join triathlon. You know, the distance, the difficulty level, even if I want to go there, probably I couldn't survive, <laughs> right? But this Dick Hoyt, because of his love to his son, he exercised day and night. He said that, because I am Rick's father, I made sacrifices to make sure that my, la- my son has a better life. I want to give a lot of chance to Rick so that he could be an inspiration to other people. So, you know what? For 35 years, 35 years, starting back in uh, when Rick was 16, uh, 15, that was in 1977, 35 years, Rick and Dick made a team called Team Hoyt. And they actually have finished 255 triathlons, world-class triathlons, 72 world-class marathons, right? not counting the rest of the smaller competitions. And even they made a book, and they titled the book, It's Only a Mountain. And his last book that his dad wrote for Rick and published worldwide is called Devoted, a father's love for his son. Rick requested a very simple thing from his dad when he was 15. Dad, could you please just bring me for a running race? But because his father loved him so much and he knew that when Rick ran, he felt like he's a free man. Rick got what he requested beyond what he can think about. And today, actually, our God in heaven is not just God who is far away from us. He is indeed our Father in heaven. I will always tell my children, you have two fathers. Father on earth, myself, and I speak to them. You have another father which is Father in heaven, a perfect Father, much better than me, fathers on earth. I want them to understand as Christians, we are just not religious people. We have a Father who is so hunger to have relationship with His children. Amen? Amen. And when we seek God, we will receive beyond just a yes. We will receive beyond what we can think about. And today, when we actually uh, read Luke 11, verse 10 to 13, this is one of the series of the parable that Jesus taught his disciples about prayer. Luke 11 started with the Lord's Prayer, and he continued with the parable of the uh, persistent neighbors, right? And then he continued with this beautiful short parable. Let's read together since the verse is short, all right? In the count of three, one, two, three. For everyone who asks, receive. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead. 
or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts for your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Amen. When we look into Luke verse 11, verse 10, Jesus actually taught his disciples three things. You ask, and then you will receive. You seek, and you will find. You knock, and the door will be open. You see, asking, seeking, and knocking are three different intensities, three different urgencies. When we ask for something, we just ask, Dad, can you please give me uh, water, please? That's just asking. But the next intensity is you seek for that particular hope. And the third level is you even want to knock the door because the urgency is there. You go, God, I knock on your door. Can you please open, open the door for me? So three different level of intensities. And God wants to teach us that number one, when we pray, we can actually pray for anything, different level of intensities, different level of prayer requests. The first one, ask and you will receive. I believe Jesus spoke about prayer for our daily needs. You see, many times in our life, we think that prayer, are, prayer is just for something very big. When we need help from God, when we need miracles, then we started to pray. Prayer actually is a daily activity. Indeed, it's a communication between us and God. Amen? So we could pray for daily needs. Example, right? When we go um, to work in the morning, we use public transports, and the MRT is so packed, right? And then some people in front of us actually quite annoying, and it triggers our temper. We could actually simply pray to God, God, Please calm me down. That kind of very daily prayer that we can have to God. As a mother, as a housewife, you know, when we want to teach our kids at home, many times we raise our temper, right? Because we want them to just listen to us. You know, 100% follow instruction. But children don't behave like that, right? Children, many times, they have their own point of view. And so, so some, many times we raise our temper, and God can help us through that. So we can just pray. We say, Lord, release my temper. I used to exercise myself in a habit. When I'm in office, whenever I go for meetings, I call it a second prayer. It's just a second prayer. Before I enter to the meeting room, I said, Lord, help me. That kind of prayer for daily needs, whatever things that we need every single day, we could simply pray to God. He's not the God, just God for miracles. He's God who wants to listen to our daily needs. Amen? When we go to um, supermarket, when we go to shopping center, when we go to church, when we are staying at home, when we go to work, when we go to school, wherever we are, whenever we are, God wants to listen to us. A prayer a simple prayer. I call it a second prayer. And 
you know, the second, the second part is that God said, seek and you will find. I remember when I was just entering out my university in Indonesia back then, right? Uh, I didn't really know what, what should be the next step for me. I entered university in Jakarta, you know, hoping that I could be with my girlfriend at that point of time, right? But of course, you know, young people, they broke sometimes, right? And it broke my heart, you know. Back then, it was youth, not me. Today, it's an adult, okay? So there were so many problems in my family back then. And there was only little hope that I have. So I entered in the university in Jakarta, and things collapsed. So I was very fortunate back then. I knew Jesus, just knew Jesus, all right? So I prayed to God, God, what should I do? You know, I need direction. I need purpose in my life. And just pray like that. So I seek God. I seek God for direction. I seek God for purpose. And you know what happened? Miraculously, one of my good friends called me and said, Hey, do you want to apply to NUS? I said, Huh? What is NUS? I don't even know back then. What is NUS? They say it's a university in Singapore. But I was already studying in Indonesia. I said, Never mind, you just apply. I need friend to go to NUS. I said, But I don't even know how to apply. Never mind. You send me all the letters all the certificates that you have, and then I'll pay your application fee some more. I remember, $20, all right? So then, okay, then I sent all, you know, the letters. I met with her, and I, I sent uh, all the, uh, you know, the certificates, and she applied for me. By God's grace, I was accepted for whatever reason, <laughs> all right? But I know it's God's grace to me. So I was accepted. I entered into NUS, and therefore I knew NUS actually is a very well-known university, right? And I struggled over there, obviously, because I didn't prepare myself, right? But by God's grace, again, God gave me direction and purpose. And now I'm here today, right? Living in Singapore, having a family, could serve in Bethany Singapore. You see, when we seek for God's direction, when we pray for God's direction, God will give us that purpose. For some, somehow, God will find us with people and God even speak through our situation, right? So God answers every prayer. The third one that we want to share is that knock, the door will be open. I remember, you know, when I was just married, we wanted to have a child, all right? Because we love children, obviously, because we, that, that's why we serve in children ministry, right? Both myself and my wife, we wanted to have a child, but my wife was diagnosed with, um, you know, a kind of um, 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 something abnormal in his, in his uh, fertility. So then we started to pray. But of course, when we pray for this, we just don't ask, God, can you please give me a child? We don't pray like that. We knock his door. God, can you please give us a child? You know, can you grant us a child? We waited for two years. All right, we prayed every day. Obviously, my wife cried a lot more, right? But through that time, when we actually knock on God's heart, trust me, and we should trust our God that He will open the door for us. Why? 
Because He is not just God who is in heaven. He is our Father. He is our Father who wants to give the best for His children. So if any one of you today, you have little faith, never mind the little faith, all right? Because God is faithful to us. When we seek Him, when we ask and when we knock on His door, He will answer every prayer. Amen? So I want to say that God will surely answer every prayer, no matter how small, no matter how big, no matter how simple, no matter how difficult our prayer request is, God is able. And not just God is able, He wants to answer your prayers. Amen? Because He is our Father in heaven. So rise up and have faith in God because He is our Father in heaven. You know, um, there was this um, a choir in U.S. Uh, the choir's name is called the Breathless Choir. Breathless Choir. Why the choir is called Breathless Choir? It is because the members of this choir are all people with um, respiratory problems, heavy issues, right? And they couldn't really sing. They couldn't even talk properly. So there was this uh, one man, you know, Lawrence. He actually was a firefighter. He was a fireman, and you know 9-11, the tragedy, tragedy of 9-11, he was the first uh, rescuer to be sent over to that two buildings that was collapsed. And while he was rescuing people, right, he himself needed to be rescued because he was trapped in that building for hours, and he felt breathless in his lung. And thank God he was saved by another firefighter. But what happened to him is that he lost one third of his lungs. All right? And because of that, he's, he's been singing all the time, actually, before that, by the way. He joined choir in church and so on. But he couldn't do that anymore. And he must live with that kind of breathlessness. Another lady called Carol, he, she was in NYPD. The same tragedy, 9-11. She was the second responders to go into that building. Exactly the same thing happened, right? She was trapped over there. And because of that, actually, she got a severe asthma. And she got even nodules, a lot of small nodules in her lung. And it sustains there because of the damage that had happened through the, the accident. And she couldn't sing anymore. She has to live with that kind of breathlessness. So they lost hope. Right? They lost hope and they felt like their life was less than before. Until then, they found this choir group, right? the called Breathless Choir. By the way, it is a Philips, you know Philips? Uh, electronics is a Philips, Philips Electronics initiative, right? Because they need to sell some machine, <laughs> all right? But 
Never mind, Philips. What we want to say is that these people, 18 people from age 12 to 92, found this choir, group choir, and they were trained for a couple of days right, so that they could actually start to form a choir and perform in front of people. And to cut the story short, right, they managed to perform. And not only that, they won awards. So now they are invited to different places to basically show the world that, again, despite disability, if you have endurance and if you have that you know, um, spirit to fight, you are able to actually become an inspiration for a lot of people. You see, many times in our life, we feel like breathless, not difficult in breathing, but we feel like our heart is so breathless because of problems that we have, especially heavy struggles, tough times, tough situation, right? And maybe, maybe it's just like Lawrence and Carol and the other 18, you know, we lost hope. We wanted to sing. We wanted to see hope in front, but we couldn't see that. Till then, we've, these 18 people found you know, a choir. Today, what can we reflect for our life? You know, even if we are breathless in our life today, we don't have to find places and people who can relieve us because we have our Father in heaven. You know, in Psalm 91, verse 15, I'll read for you. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. The Bible says that trouble is adversity. A kind of tightness in our heart. Have we ever felt that kind of feeling? Or are we feeling such tightness in our heart today? We feel so struggle. We feel anguish. We have distress. The Bible said that, call on me. Pastor Nico said at the beginning that when we cry out to God, he will listen. Amen. The Bible says that to call, to cry out, is to proclaim the name of Jesus. Because the name above all names, the name above the giants that we have, the names above every challenges that we have in our life. So when we start to call and cry out to God, don't cry out for and just sharing our problems. Start to speak, proclaim the name of Jesus above our problems. Amen? Amen. And I want to say to you that, you know, many times in our prayer, we are stuck with our problems. We are stuck with what we can see with our own, own eyes, just in front of our eyes. But I want to say to you that when we pray, we have to start looking at the answers. Let me repeat. When we pray, we need to start looking at the answers in front of us. And that is called faith. Don't look at the problems. Problems will be there, but we should look in front of us. 
You know, faith is believing what we have yet to see. Amen? And we should bring our faith in prayer. So start looking in front. Lord, I want to see my end destination. And that is the answer that you have provided for me. Amen. Many times in our life, right, we will see what we can see. But in Jesus Christ, we should learn to see what we are yet to see. And that is called faith. People and God, the bridge is faith. When we pray, we bring faith. How can we bring faith? When we believe in what is in front of us. Amen? And I tell you, this verse is very beautiful. He said that when my child called me in times of trouble, the first thing that God will do, He will answer our prayers. Amen? He will answer our prayers, and He does not stop there. Remember, we are learning about beyond just a yes. And I tell you, the second part that God will do for us is He will be with us in trouble. Amen? He is not God who will leave us alone when we are in trouble. He is not God who is just sitting in heaven and say, I will answer you. Go on. Struggle yourself. He's not that kind of God. He said, I know you're in trouble, and I will be with you. Amen? Such an amazing God. And not only that, God will walk together with us through our struggles. The Bible says that I will deliver you. You see, when, if God just answer our prayer and God just be with us, but the problems never finish, we will struggle all the time throughout of our life, you know, then we are really in trouble, right? But God doesn't work that way. God said, I will deliver you. Amen? And the last part that God said that, even more than that, through your struggles, through the doors that have been opened for you, through the miracles, I will honor you. Wow. Brothers and sisters in Christ, every people will go through a lot of challenges in life. But how we deal with those challenges can make a difference. Amen? We are God's people. We are His children. God said, I will answer you. Today, if you have been crying out for many things in your life, maybe your family struggles, your financial struggles, your children struggles, your work Whatever it is, God said, when you call on me, call upon my name, and look in front of you what you aim to have. And God said, I will answer you. Amen? I will be with you. 
I will deliver you and I will honor you. I remember two years ago uh, when I was in um, a serious medical condition, all right, it felt like the doors were shut. There was no light in front of me and I was in deep distress. So every Sunday, myself, my wife, and my two girls always um, go to church by taxi or by grab. And we stay in the north. So before we enter into Orchard Road, we always go into a tunnel. That tunnel is the Ken Hill Tunnel, if, you, if you've been there before. You know, the tunnel in Singapore is very different if the tunnel is back there in Indonesia, right? The tunnel in Indonesia is dark, right? There's no light, um, kind of scary, because there's a lot of, you know, paintings and so on. But tunnel in Singapore looks very different. The moment you enter into the tunnel, the tunnel is very bright, full of light. And you could see at the end, there's the end of the tunnel. So one day, when I was struggling so much, when I was in that taxi, when I went through that tunnel, inside that tunnel, God spoke to me. What you are going through is a tunnel. But the tunnel that I'm allowing you to go through is like this tunnel. A tunnel that is bright. A tunnel that you could see in front of you. There's a light over there. It's not a dark tunnel because I am with you and surely I will deliver you. That end point, I will deliver you. And God said, through your struggles, I will honor you. Why? Because the world needs witnesses of Christ. Amen. Amen. You see, the difference between the world and us, children of God, when we actually found challenges, God help us to overcome those challenges. Things that are impossible become possible for God. And because of that, when we share our life testimony, the people who need hope could see there is a hope because someone has already encountered that hope. Amen. So if you are in deep struggles, tell God, God, I am with you in a bright tunnel and you will deliver me. And prepare me, Lord, when you have provided that miracles for me, I will honor you back. I will share with people the kind of greatness that you have, that you have brought me up from the pit. And now I wanna help other people to give hope to all of them. The hopeless will become full of hope. Amen. So never give up. I teach my children not to give up because we have God. Amen. And, you know, if we are back to the Luke 11, verse 11 to 13, right? I want to close by this. The Bible says that which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. 
If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those ask him? When I prepare for this um, sermon, I actually interviewed my two girls. I want to know whether I'm a good father. <laughs> okay? So, I start to call, you know, my P2. Uh, that, that's uh, her on the left. She loves animals, by the way. All right? Anything about animals and dinosaurs, she loves it. By the way, she's a girl. Okay? <laughs> okay? But she loves it, and um, she's very daring when, when touching animals. She touched snakes, all kinds of animals, right? On the other side is my P4 girl, right? Uh, the, on the left, her name is Kira. On the right, her name is Kiana. So I called Kira. And I start to ask Kira, Kira, if you are hungry and you ask for a, a bread or a fish, do you think Papa will give you a stone or scorpion? No, la, Papa, why you give me a scorpion or stone? You will never give me like that. Then I started to ask her, why? Because you love me. Very well, right? So, chop, thumbs up. Good father. Then I say, how do you know that I love you? Then she pondered a while and she started to think, P2, right? Mm, because you sleep with me every night. Then if I don't sleep with you, means I don't love you anymore? I said, no, no, because you hug me. Uh, because you watch together with me. Then I keep continuing asking until she said that, can you please stop asking me that? I'm a headache. <laughs> I don't know how to answer. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's my P2 girl. Then, okay, never mind, you are released. Pass interview, right? So I call my second girl, uh, my first girl, Kiana. Right? So Kiana, I ask the same thing. Kiana, will I give, give, ever give you stone or scorpion? No lah, Papa. Why you, why you want to give me that? Cannot be. So then she asked, uh, I asked her, why do you think I will never give you such you know, items to you? And she said to me, because you are my father. So what if I'm your father? <laughs> right? Um, I can still give you uh, stones or scorpion. You will never do that, Papa, because you love me. So pass. Two thumbs up. <sighs> I'm safe. So then I started to ask her. And this is, I learned something from her. And I guess it reflects very much about our Father in Heaven to us. So I asked her, how do you know that I love you, Kiana? Then she started to answer. The first, because you give all good things that I need since I was, a I was a, a small. Give good things, not all things. <laughs> because he, she knows there are a lot of things I don't allow her. <laughs> and they are all bad things. It means giving her bad influence. So she said, because you give me all good things that I need. It's the same thing between us and our Father in heaven, right? There are many things that we want, we desire of, probably are not good things for our life. And we should let God not to answer those prayers. We should let God answer the good things that we need. God will provide to us.
That's number one. Then number two, what else, Kiana? Oh, because you teach me what is good and what is bad. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit, right? We actually are taught what is good and what is bad. And the third thing is say that because you always want me to be a good person, to be kind and to be caring and to be successful in life. Wow. I say, wow, you are quite mature, okay? Very different if the P2 girl. You hug me, you sleep with me, you watch together with me, okay? Never mind, okay? Uh, give her a little bit more time. And I could imagine that, you know, if a father on earth could give good things to their children, how much more our Father in heaven? Amen? There are two things that our Father in heaven wants to give to every one of us. The first, salvation. And therefore, he himself came down from heaven to earth, sacrificed his own life so that we can be saved. So if any of you have not received Jesus as Lord and Savior, I tell you, you have a Father in heaven who cares so much about you that he wants salvation for you. The second part is that God wants us to be successful in our life. Why? Because the world needs hope. The world needs differentiator. If not us, who else can show the goodness and the grace of God? Right? So in our office, we will be successful. Why? Because God's favor will be upon us. If we still study in our life, we will be successful students. Why? Because God's favor is there for us. He will honor us so that we can honor him back. And the world will see, yes, there are differences between the world and the people of God. Amen. And that's why I tell you that never give up. Continue to strive. And we are not fighting alone. We have our Father in heaven who loves us very, very much. And last one, uh, before that, uh, I would like to request the keyboardists to just play a song. In verse 13, it is said that if you, Father on earth, know how to give good gifts, how much more your Father in heaven will give the Holy Spirit? Let me emphasize the Holy Spirit. The Father on earth could give good things for us. The Father in heaven will give the best for us. You know, when I interviewed Kiana and Kira, there is one thing that I'm worried about. It's not, I'm not worried that they will, they will say, Papa, you don't love me. I know. I know they know that I love them. But one thing that I'm quite worried is, if they dictate my love is based on the things that I provide for them, toys, all right, holidays, all the needs that they have. 
all things they are feasible. That's what I'm worried about. But thank God, none of their answers are about materials of this world. They say, because you teach me good and bad. It's because you always give me good things for my life. Because you want me to be a, such a good person. If, even if my P2 girl said, because you hug me. Because you watch together with me. It's the kind of quality and not the quantity. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. All right? Many times in our prayers, we ask for this, for that, for this, for that. We ask for breakthrough. Yes, God will give us breakthrough. But beyond that, God gives us Holy Spirit. You know why? Because God knows, Jesus knows when He was about to ascend to heaven, we, God's people, needs help. We couldn't survive alone on earth to struggle ourselves. Otherwise, we have no difference with the world. But He makes us different. He put Holy Spirit into our life who guide us, who help us, who give us strength to endure the battles that we have in our life. And I love this verse, Romans 14, verse 17, the last verse, and then we're going to close. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteous peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's clearly stated that the kingdom of God is not about drinking or eating. Why? Because the matter of eating and drinking have been assured by God. We don't have to worry about that in our life. It has been assured by God. But God give us beyond that. He said, I will give you righteousness the truth beyond what you can see with your own eyes. I'll give you peace through our struggles. We have peace in our life. Amen. Two years ago, one thing that I learned, it is possible for the Holy Spirit to give us peace, human peace, beyond our understanding. What we see in front of us wasn't very pleasant. Probably not very pleasant, but we can have that kind of peace in our life. Somehow, the Holy Spirit triggers that peace because He Himself is the Prince of Peace. Where is that Prince of Peace? Outside? No. He's right there. He's right here. In us. So people of God, ask for peace in our struggles. When our mind is peace, we could make good decisions. When our mind is so trumbled with a lot of things, we couldn't think well, right? But when we have peace in our life, we could make good and right decisions. And that will make us successful in our life. The last one, joy. Not only joy because we have always good life, no problems, you know, no challenges. No, God wants us to even have joy 
while we are walking with Him through our struggles. Remember, call on God. Number one, He answers every prayers, no matter how small, how big, how simple, how difficult. Second, when we call upon Him, He will answer us. And beyond that, He will be with us. Who wants to be with God? I want to be with God throughout of my life. And God say, not only that I will be with you, I will deliver you. And I will honor you so that the world can see that God's people are different. People who are never give up. People who trust in the Lord. And the door in front of them is open right now. Amen. And say that beyond what we could see with our own eyes, God give us Holy Spirit who will give us peace and joy and righteousness so that we will live based on the things that are beyond our understanding. He is our Father in heaven and He is right here for you. Let's close our eyes right now. You are our Father in heaven. Can I have worship leader to help me? Thank you. Come to the Father right now. Come to the Father right now. Jesus. Today, I will not, I may not know what struggles you have. How many prayer requests you have been seeking God to answer all this while? I'm not sure how struggles you are, what kind of tightness you have in your heart. But one thing we know, God is not just God who is sitting down in heaven. He is our Father who stay in us, dwell in us. He's ready to help you right now. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Can, we just, can I just ask everyone to stand up right now in front of His presence? To your hands, I commit again with all I am for you, Lord. You hold my world in the palm of your hands, and I am yours forever. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I belong. God answers every prayer. To you. 
You're the reason that I live, the reason that I see. Jesus, I believe in you. Amen. Jesus, I belong to you. You're the reason that I live, the reason that I see. How many of you have struggles with your family, your wife, your husband, your children? Everyone, close your eyes. Just raise up your hands if you are that person. How many of you have struggles with your finances? You feel lacking day to day. Raise up your hands. How many of you feel? Lord, I have lack of purpose in my life. I need direction from you. I want to seek you today. If you are that person, just raise up your hands. If you have struggles in your work with your boss, with your colleagues, uncertainties about your companies, as we are in probably the world is entering into recession. If you are those person, you can raise up your hands. If you are students, your struggles with your study. If you are young people and you are struggling with any addictions, if you are those people, just raise up your hands. And can you just call upon His name right now? Call upon His name. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Start to see the answers. Stop looking into the problems. Start looking into the answers right now. Come on, have vision in front of you right now, beyond what you could understand. If you need breakthrough in your family, imagine. A lovely family happens in the house. If you struggle with your children, imagine your children are changed. If you have struggles in your finances, imagine God's blessings is showering your life. If you have struggles in any other areas, even if you want to have a child right now, imagine. God is giving you that baby in front of you right now. Kiraba shaka muraba taka. Come on, let's worship the Lord right now. Oh, you are Father in heaven. You love your children of God. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Rabba Shanda Rabba Taka. Oh, Rabba Sekha Murabba Sanda Rabba Taka. Come on, let's pray to God.
If you need miracles from God, you feel breathless in your life, and you need God to relieve you and give you a new anointing, a new strength. It's not between you and the person on the other side of you. It's between you and God. It's between myself and God. If you are that person, Holy Spirit. Speak to every one of us. If you are that person, the altar is open for you. Don't be shy. Don't be ashamed. Remember, it is between you and God. You may come forward right now, Pastor Nico, Pastor Gilbert, myself could pray for you. If you need breakthrough in your life, struggles that you need, miracles in your life, come, come forward, come forward right now to God. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's between you and God. Thank you. Lord, your Father in heaven, you will touch these people right now. Who else? Who else? I know there are more. If your relationship with God is broken, and you need God to restore your relationship with God. You feel so far whenever you pray and you worship Him. You feel empty in your heart. And you need God to refill you with a new fresh love and anointing. You can come forward as well. It is your moment, God's people. It is your moment right now. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I belong. Father in heaven, to you. your presence is here. You are the reason that I Move. The reason that Move in front of your people right now. Jesus, I believe in the name of Jesus. God knows every struggles. God knows every burdens. And right now, in the name of Jesus, relief, new heart, new anointing. You are not alone. He understands you. Jesus, a new fresh strength in the name of Jesus right now. Move, oh God. Oh, surrender to Him right now. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, touch right now. Yes. A new fresh anointing, oh God. Your love, your grace. Shower her right now in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough for every struggle that she has. You are not alone, you are never alone. God will never forgive you, forget you. He, is, he never forget you, nor forsake you. 
In the name of Jesus, O oh God, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, right now I pray, O oh God. A new, fresh relationship with you. New faith, rise up right now. Breakthrough in her life. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, touch right now. Move, O oh God. In the Holy Spirit, move. Send your love. Send your power, O oh God, O oh God. Come on, God's people, let's worship Him right now. Surrender our life to Him. For He is our Father in heaven. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I belong to you. You're the reason that I live, the reason that I sing. With all I am. Can we raise up of our hands to heaven right now? In you, Jesus, I belong to you. Surrender our life to God. You are the reason that I live. He is your Father in heaven. Jesus, I believe. Thank you, Jesus.